Yeah, 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 we back. <laughs> we are. We have some exciting news, Teddy. We do. Nothing's happened since the last time we recorded. Just kidding. So much <laughs> stuff has happened. First off, the Blue City CrossFit Show is now officially a member of the Clydesdale Media Podcast Network. Whoop, yeah. whoop. Woot. Glad it's, to be a part of it. Yes, yep. for sure. Super excited. They got a lot of cool shows um, already there, obviously, and coming down the pipe. So more on that in the future, but we are excited about that. Um, so like and subscribe to us, but also like and subscribe to the other podcasts on the Clydesdale yep, yep. network. It's awesome. Other than that, nothing's really been happening in the CrossFit yeah, world. Yeah, right. What? Lies. Huh? Lies. Lies. So what happened? Let's let's get it out there. Should we? What's the date today? Uh, today well, it happened on... Sunday, January 9th, we are talking so to you. So we're, we're recording this on the 9th. What happened on... We don't even need the date. Everybody knows. <laughs> <but> Taylor, <laughs> what happened? An email circulated around the headquarters of CrossFit on the 4th, I believe. Yeah, and it was uh, letting go Dave Castro as... The director of the CrossFit Games and his position in the CrossFit community, uh, or is, I guess is, company, I should say. He is moving on. He's not an employee at CrossFit. Yeah, sad. Crazy. I thought it was fake. Yeah, Teddy, I, I got a text message. I woke up at like four in the morning and Teddy sent me a text message. Yeah, like 2.30. Yeah. I was, he's like, oh my gosh, I just woke up and I saw the news and that was it. It's like every, yeah, I know. And so then I was like, thing. I have to go, I had to go look on Instagram, <laughs> which I like, I try not to do that at night. Yeah. And so I had to go scroll on Instagram really fast, but it like was the first thing that popped up, obviously, that he was fired. But I was like, Teddy, way to like just send a text with <laughs> no context whatsoever. <laughs> Well, whoops, Matt, what did you think of it? Why? Well, uh, she said, hey, I heard you. I'm probably sure you already heard this, but Dave Castro's out. And I'm like, what? And I didn't really think too much of it until I kind of started thinking about it. I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. Um, I don't know. I've got two, you know, I've, we've had a couple of days to kind of think about it. And we've all been talking about it at the gym and, you know, with all the, fro the frost, frost fit. The CrossFit friends. Frost, um, it is frosty. It is frosty. You know, there's, there, you know, I don't know. I, I, it doesn't, it really, my opinion doesn't matter because CrossFit is moving forward without Dave Castro's. The, you know, it's not, what I say doesn't really matter. I knew there was going to be some shakeups, obviously, with what happened originally with the buyout and mm -hmm. Glassman going. You know, I think at some point, he, even back then, he said he was happy that he didn't get cut at the same time. So, that maybe should have made us think that he wasn't untouchable, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it is shocking to me, the timing of it, you know, if anything irks me a little bit, it's the timing. It's like, why didn't this happen two months ago or three months ago or four months or ago? Like just after the games, yeah, like why, just start the season. Yeah. New. Just like, Hey, you know, the games is over. Great. Congratulations. Now that dust is settled. Guess what? We're doing something new next year. Why mm -hmm. seven weeks before the open? I guess that would be my, only concern but hey you know what i'm gonna you know what this organization has, has its ups and downs um mm -hmm. over the past couple of years uh, really to be honest with you from from the get-go you know like from having pukey the clown as a, yeah. as their logo and stuff like that they've taken heat for a lot of things over the years so i am confident that they will truck forward and give us uh, what we need to do to get the get the affiliates and, and the open and the games done and everything will uh will be just fine but you never know. We will see. I think for me, like the biggest thing was I thought this past year, the 2021 season was like the best season that there has been, you know, from the continuity from the open all the way to the games um, was really 
well thought out, put together very well. Um, I, I just thought everything flowed well. There was very little drama within the season for the most part. Yeah. Um, whereas like with sanctionals, it was like such a mess. You had no idea what was going on and very straightforward and everything like that. So I just was shocked that they decided to make a change because I thought like the 2021 season was the best season yet. So yeah, kind of one of those things where I was like, whoa. And like Matt said, I think it should have been done like right after the games. So we would have had time to process, kind of see what was going to be laid out for us. Um, you know, it's nice that the format of the season this year is the same. Um, but we've had so much like change in the season and how it goes the past, you know, really five, six years. Ever, every year. Yeah, every year. Um, that just throwing a new head of director would have been nice to have just a little more like foresight, a little, yeah. be able to settle a little bit longer, I guess. There were two interesting things that uh, John Woodley, I think is his last name, but Making Wads Great Making Again, said yeah. on his podcast. Um, first was like basically that when there's made, he, I think he said he, he oversees like a hundred or 85 employees. Mm -hmm. And he says like whenever a major acquisition happens in corporate America, like leadership usually gets fired. Yeah. Turned eventually. Over. Yeah. And that if you don't know how to do something, that's when leadership doesn't get fired. Like if you take over the company and you're like, Oh, I don't know how to run across it games. Mm -hmm. That person is there until you learn how to do it and yep. then it's in question so and people also talk about the analogy of a sports team like well when you hire when you get a new head coach the head yep. coach hires fires all the assistant coaches and leadership yada yada the only problem or where that analogy breaks down is usually the coach that you're firing didn't invent the sport yeah right. that's the harder <laughs> part for sure yeah. Um, so that's where a lot of that analogy breaks down that I hear a lot of out there, which I think is kind of interesting. And then the second part, um, and this is something that I didn't, this is like, uh, this is in the speculation thing, and then we're going to transition into our show topic of the day. But I didn't thought about this before. And John basically said, you know, CrossFit's really focused on growing the sport and methodology mm -hmm. and a lot of that has to come internationally because like a lot of the CrossFit is United States based. So if you're going to try to grow the sport in a, in a country like China, it's just an example where it's like untapped or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's really hard for the head of your sport to be a Navy SEAL director, yeah. military, very yeah. forward facing on that because as we probably sometimes forget or fail to realize is like, not all the world loves the United States military. Right. That's basically yes. what he's saying. Yeah, it's true. That does a very good point. So that was interesting. Um, Taylor, do you want to just talk like how we're not, like that's basically, we're, we're not going to go too much more into Dave right now. Yeah, I think, you know, we've kind of kicked it around a lot the past week if we should, you know, do a big t podcast on it and things like that. And we're just kind of at this point where we don't really know what happened, why the reasoning behind it, anything like that. And just kind of speculating isn't really our game. So there's a lot of it out there. There's a lot of yeah. speculation. And, you know, I think the biggest thing for us is we've kind of decided we'll have a better opinion on the firing of him after like maybe the open or quarterfinals or some of the season has gone along and see, you know, really, is it a big mistake or were they able to pull it off without him? So yeah, I, couldn't exactly. get a sh I couldn't get a shirt in time. They sold out. <laughs> Teddy. Yeah, it was Teddy, what, yesterday? You're yeah. like, I couldn't get a shirt. So let's see what happens with uh, the beginning of the season in a couple of short weeks. But uh, today's topic is going to be not that. It's going to be no. something else. 
Matt, what is it? It's going to be dealing with the open still. Um, we had a topic we said a couple weeks ago about uh, what we called like leveling up. Um, and what we mean by that is, you know, there's a bunch of different levels that we see in, in the CrossFit gym. Um, and that could be anybody that walked in the door and did on ramp a couple weeks ago, or somebody that's literally going that went to the games last year and then everybody in between. So how do I achieve those different levels? What is involved with that? Who kind of falls into those different levels and kind of everything that goes along with that? Cause there are steps, right? And like everybody basically has to go through the same ones. Just some people will go faster maybe. Or would you say, or no? Yeah, I definitely think some people go faster, but... Um, Different interest levels, too, though. Yeah, 100%. Because, you, yeah, you do have those people that will jump right in. They'll do CrossFit for a month. They're like, sure, I'll do that, whatever. Um, and then you have people that have been at the gym for five years, and they have no desire to do it just because they're there to work out. So I think today what we're kind of focusing on, as far as the leveling up goes, is starting just with that open, that, you know, the very basis of what you have to do to be able to move into the next, um, I guess the beginning step of the season. So you open kind of your starting yep. of the season and it may be the end for some people, like a lot of people it's the end for the season, but then, you know, you've got these next few levels, but where does everyone in your gym kind of fall into those categories? We'll start with the first one. I mean, you, yes. that's, but start very at the, at the base of the pyramid, so to speak. Um, I call it, you know, I call it, I came up with this just now, but I mean, it's, <laughs> I like open, it's open aware, you know, like, it's like, so you've got a general population of your gym that isn't trying to make the games. Um, mm-hmm. So you got this open aware group that's just, they're in there to work out, get a sweat on, but they've, they've heard about, you know, they probably didn't even hear about Dave, Dave Castro getting fired, to be honest with you, but they're, they're aware that this open is coming because some people have talked about it and there was aware there was a games team in the, in the mm-hmm. gym or some people did good last year and they, they're, they're going to do that workout, but you know, they're maybe, you know, still early in their CrossFit journey. So they're maybe not um, as efficient on a rower or efficient moving a barbell effectively with a, with a heavy load on a snatch. 50 pound dumbbell in their left arm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> left arm still a little janky. Um, you know, or they can't get to depth in certain movements and things like that. So they're still going to do the workout and they still want to kind of feel part of the gym. You know, they still want to, you know, like do the, do the workout alongside with, with you or some people that are, that are maybe a couple levels up, but so there's a lot of people that are in there. And, um, you know, I think we, you know, we, you don't want to lose those folks cause that may, you know, next season or the season after that, that may be somebody that has leveled up and it's caught interest. I mean, you know, you got to keep feeding this system of people that want to, um, that want to be like-minded with you and, mm-hmm. and, and participate. So I think it starts there at that open aware athlete, but you know, let's be honest, probably a lot of them aren't going to care to move past that or just don't. Well, um, like you said, a lot of these athletes aren't coming to Friday Night Lights. They're doing it yeah. on Friday morning in class. Um, and that's kind of just where they are at in their journey. And, you know, they may be doing CrossFit for a while, but they're just there to work out. You know, they're not concerned about different standards or yeah. they're not concerned about doing a heavier barbell or heavier dumbbell, whatever it may be. I forgot one thing. Maybe this is your first time listening to this podcast, so welcome. I didn't, I didn't do our CrossFit credentials, why you should listen to Taylor and Matt and not myself. But uh, Matt's a games athlete in the Masters Division, and Taylor is a CrossFit games athlete as an individual and has done a team twice, um, also a um, 
perennial regionals competitor before that, and uh, so you should listen to them. So that's why. <laughs> and, Ted, and Teddy is a open. Uh, what am I? Open competitor. You yeah, are we're a semifinals you up this year. Semifinals media yes, and also needs. games level media. So he's yes. a, he's got a, a couple of words to say on this as well. I've been to the CrossFit Games three times, twice on the fan, once as media. <laughs> so. Um, uh, but going go back to that, like open aware, um, they're just your people that just are there to work out. You know, they're not yeah. super concerned about things and they may never um, want to PR their snatch or, you know, anything like that. They're happy with squatting 95 pounds uh, back squat and that's fine, you know, and that's yeah. where they're at. But they do want, they will participate in the workout because everyone does it and it's programmed for the gym and that's what it is. This is how I was like the first two or three years mm-hmm. of my it, career. <laughs> I mean, I jumped in kind of almost like the, the the next level, like right away, um, which was like open participant. So it was like so that's level two, level two, yeah, level two would be open participant. Like I got in, started working out and it was, you know, I guess the I don't remember what time of year it was, but it had to be in the fall because I think that was the when the or I guess it was the spring must have been the spring, yeah. been the spring because like the open was starting and they're like you want to do this I'm like what do you mean competition yeah heck yeah I want to do it <laughs> first ever open yeah it was terrible I mean <laughs> it was horrendous but I mean it was like you know it was like you know I'm a guy I'm competitive it was it was it was something cool to do it was like of course we're gonna do that I'm a guy can I, can I almost can I get hurt potentially yes I'm in <laughs> um, is there any checking yeah. I'm really yeah. good at checking with my hips <laughs> yeah so like open level participant you know they're gonna be like okay they're gonna be aware of oh man you know we've got um the first round is gonna be 75 pound snatches but then the next round is gonna be 135 they're like okay I want to I want to or, or whatever the equivalent scaled weight would be for that number mm-hmm. they're like I'm, I want to be able to hit that number effectively or I want to be able to if I'm gonna have to put 50 pounds up in my right I got to put it up on my I left the equal amount of times and, and continue to lock those out. I've got to get depth on wall ball. It's like, you know, I have to go through these same movements or make the level. If, if I've got a time frame where I've got to continue or if I get to continue, if I fit an, an amount of work into that, I get to the next one. They're, they're going to want to try to effectively put together, um, you know, a fight plan to get, to get there. They're not necessarily, filming things they're not really probably going to do that again but they're they're like aware that they need to hit certain parameters because they're participating in this yeah and i think these are your people that are going to show up to friday night lights and they're going to cheer for everyone else they're going to watch them do the workout maybe pick up a few different strategy things um but ultimately they're just going to do the workout they're going to hit the standards Mm -hmm. they're not super concerned about i'm like the competitive side of them probably wants to do x amount but they're not like Oh, I didn't do that. I have to redo this workout. Um, they're just there to do the workout, and they're yep. there to be a bigger part of the community for sure. So, one thing I heard in there that I want to ask about is: Is it fair to say that going from open aware to open participant pacing is something to be understood a little bit? I don't think so. Okay, I think. Tell me why. I think that these are your people. Like I said, they're not concerned about hitting necessarily a certain place in a workout they're cons- they just want to do the workout and they want to do it correctly they want to put a score in but they don't like they're probably going to go out too hot and die they're, okay. they're, they're the ones that are going to do there's 15 total bar to open the workout they're like i can do 15 unbroken and then the I next round there's 30 yeah. and they're doing set they're doing singles you know so like that they don't have yeah. any concepts necessarily of what's the whole strategy part of it but they're there to participate and have fun and be a part of the crew 
Exactly. I, I, I think I agree with that. It's uh, they're going to laugh about it afterwards. Yeah. Because yeah. they're, they're going to because you're going to because you, know, you could tell them because they'll ask you. You'll be like, there's going to be 15 to start that. Yeah. Why don't you why don't you do. Um, I still laugh about doing 15 <laughs> on Broken Title. <laughs> well, why don't you do three sets of five or do eight, seven. And what's going to happen? Like, oh, yeah. They look at you and they're like, OK. And then they start the workout. And they're like, no, but it felt good. And I knew I could do 15. So I just did 15. And then they they're standing around looking at stuff or they laugh about it later yeah. when they die. So and and they're like, I'm. And they're like, you know what? I'm okay with that. That's what yeah. I did, and uh, you know, I did the workout, and it's I don't. And they're like, that hurt. I don't want to do that again. Yeah. Steve was judging me, and in my 15 toes to bar, he told me to come down like four times, like <laughs> slow down, slow down, slow down. And I'm like, what? What? Are you? And he's like, literally, like I have to judge you for the next four minutes. Like, this is <laughs> stupid. <laughs> um, oh, so yeah. that's so I, I think, think that's you, you know we that. we've got that that level there. Um, covered pretty good it's like you know they're but damn did i look good doing good, yeah. i know you got a pr right <laughs> and so that's what you're gonna walk away from that workout with though is you're like i pr in my max at a total bar and that's fine it's just a different mindset um for that for sure yeah i mean i, I covered i mean it's like you we've you know we have we have a, a good time with with those folks we've got plenty of them that uh mm-hmm. that we're friends with and 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 uh continue to do that and like you know some of them they don't want to move any higher than that, but then some of them move to that like that third level, and I think that third Why did level. This happened to me. Yeah, <laughs> Teddy's lo- in there, yeah. number three. Yeah. yeah, it's it's that uh, we call it like an open competitor where this is okay. level three. This yep. is level three. So it's like okay, I've done that. You know, I I looked at that workout. It looked pretty easy on paper. I went through it, and wow, did it kick me in the ass. Um, I should have done things differently, and I know that. I could have done something a little bit differently. After I did it, I saw somebody else do something that I wasn't aware of. And I was like, darn it. You know, I wish I would have thought of that. So there's, there's some, so some, I, I know that I need to pre-plan a little bit better. I also need to break out the phone and start videoing things mm-hmm. so that I, that I can see what I'm doing ineffectively. I can see what I'm doing that works. So I can say, Hey, look, I want to do more of that. How do I make that happen? And you become a little bit more aware of your surroundings a little bit. Like, how am I moving? Am I moving too fast? Or can I pick it up in mm-hmm. certain different areas? Um, you know, can I, what what things can I put in front of me to help my performance? And I think that's where the kind of competitive side comes out. I'm not really worried about making quarterfinals or semifinals, but I'm just, I'm in that third stage of where I want to be as best as I absolutely can do. And I want to have every, if everything aligns right, I'm going to have the best score. And that may be redoing a workout to figure it out a little bit better the second time. Yeah. I mean, you kind of said what I'm probably going to say right now, but these are your athletes that they may not want to even make it out of the open, but they have a goal in mind. So they're going into the open and they want to do be the top 50% in the world, you know what I mean? Things like that. And they are the ones that, like you said, they're going to be filming their workout. They're going to have a strategy before. And if they get to a point, you know, finish their workout and they're like, yep, that wasn't good enough, you know, and they're going to turn around and do it again on Monday because they have a certain goal and, you know, maybe it is to make quarterfinals, but ultimately they, it, it doesn't have to be that, but they want to do the best that they possibly can in this workout. So, there's a bigger jump to this level yeah. or like yes. not, not necessarily it's a, like it's almost like three a, might, might it be a full level up, but it might be like a three plus yeah. like a, like a little asterisk, like this person, um, you said it earlier, um, right before we hit the record button, you're like, it's, it's where somebody starts using different tactics. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where they've, it's like, they've looked at, they've looked at their, 
video. They've done some review. They've, they, they test and they retest things. Um, they, they're, they're working on how do I, how do I step over this box? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm losing a half a second every time I step over Mm -hmm. in a box and I, and I have to, if I have to step over the box 75 times, that's going to add significant time. So that's when I try to try to effectively put those Legos together and start using those statistics to, to help me in my favor to, to take less time or to dip, to get more movements, whatever that the task may be. Can we settle in on this level? Talk about it for like, yeah, like a little, like, mm-hmm. cause this is, this is going to be where, um, the majority of the people that do listen to our podcast are either here or trying to get to the next level. Would you say? I think, I think so. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, and so maybe let's talk about some ways to like tactics and how to level up. We've briefly mentioned them, but yes, one is pacing. Well, yeah, and that's what I was going to say. I think this level is you kind of come out of like the previous season and you're like, you know, I, I want to like put a little more effort into this or you're getting, you know, you're coming to like a more maybe a competitor's class or you're doing a little bit extra work and you're like, why am I doing this? And your goal is to do better in the open, to do better, to try to make quarterfinals, whatever it may be. So you have put some thought into this prior to the open. It's not like you're just there on Friday night. You're like, oh, I should film this. I should do this. I should do that. Like you've thought about this and you're planning. Um, And that's, you're, you're kind of doing that at least, you know, a couple months in advance or a whole season in advance or whatever it may be. And so like, um, pacing and free speed, that sort of a thing Mm -hmm. with that there's video review, which kind of goes into it because does video review, I guess is one of the important, like, Video review is like you can objectively look at what you've done or whatever. And so you can like go back and be like, okay, my max set of toes to bar on a 20 minute workout is probably four toes to bar or mm-hmm. three toes to bar yep. or seven toes to bar. And like also um, some other things like uh, I think video review, uh, this is just a, <laughs> I might have got uh, Matt, our Matt in trouble with this, like uh, by being like, oh yeah, video review is great because then you can just show it to other coaches. <laughs> and, like, and then then we had some uh but that's funny like well that's like i mean i i looked at myself on video and was like whether it was standards or like just the oh man i'm getting really tired on the toes to bar mm-hmm. like oh i'm not quite i i wasn't hitting depth on that overhead squad and that sort of thing yeah so, like i think video review um if anybody's a golfer like mm-hmm. there gets to a certain point in golf and it's pretty early in your trajectory like where you can't get that much better unless you're doing video analysis oh, yeah Absolutely. Yeah, and that's, I mean, and it's, it's hard too sometimes. Like, video review is so important because it's hard to hear someone else tell you you're doing something wrong over and over again when you feel like you're doing it right. Yeah. And so when you pull a video out and you set it up to be, like, you know, normal height and all of a sudden you see every overhead squat you do, you're not hitting depth, you're like, oh, that's why I keep getting yeah. a no rep. And I think that's really important for people to realize. Or, like, the opening the hips, people don't understand. Like, when you stand up from a squat, you need to open your hips you know, they kind of stay bent forward and things like that. And again, it's hard. To, it's hard to hear someone to tell you to do it without watching it. Sometimes I'm guilty of the party press. Party press is number one for sure. <laughs> yeah. That's a big point because uh, we, t- we had this uh, talk with our gym members a couple weeks ago. Um, kind of like a, it, it was right around, I guess it was beginning of November when we yeah. first did our like, Hey, mm-hmm. yeah, Halloween. Well, it's just like, Hey, th- th- this is a, a penciled in uh, like, Thirty-five thousand foot perspective of of what's going to come up before the season. You know, 
November, December, we're going to get stronger. We're going to impl- start implementing some different things in January and February, like more, um, you know, Metcons and things like that. And you want to test things now so you know, hey, if I have 15 toes to bar, I know I can't do a set bigger than like three or four, whatever yep. that may be. Know your and numbers. I, yeah. So, but in that come, and I said, look, start like once a week, video a workout. And I, and I'm not sure, but I think some people took that as, oh, we're going to video, you know, like when we do the open, we're going to we're gonna have to video our uh, workouts to send them to CrossFit. It's like, no. <laughs> and I think, I think, no, you're, I think maybe we, we, we maybe missed the mark on some of those, but like mm-hmm. reiterating, like, no, we're doing this so that you understand what you are doing and what your limitations are. Um, because you, literally you learn it. Every time you look back a video, look back at a video that you did of, of a workout, doesn't matter what it is, you learn something. You're like, yeah. wow. You're like, it could be something like those shoes are ugly. I don't want to wear those anymore. <laughs> or like, I really don't like my, I, I never realized like when I squat snatch a first rep and overhead squats, I don't hit depth. Yeah. So it's like, that's not going to count. So why would I either a, I've got to fix that or B I need to power snatch it and then overhead squat it. Cause otherwise if I'm going to get called for that, that's a look at that rep. wasted energy. Well, look yeah. at the amount of energy that, that, that waste. So it's just little yeah. things like that, that, that why we need to record so that, cause I'm, cause we just said, and, um, I'm kind of going on with this, but it's like I said last week with a group, and I'm going to say it again in, in, the, in the coming weeks, is we need to get familiar and comfortable with no repping mm-hmm. other people that you're judging when, when the open comes. So it's, you know, you, maybe your friend that you work out with and they they always do this little tweak that's not that's not uh, going to be a good rep. We got to we got to be able to 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 no rep those. So to be comfortable with it. So if you vi- if you see yourself in a video. And you know that's like that, then you know you know you know darn well that 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 should have been changed, or it's something that, that out there that you got to work on. I think um, a really good example for our gym is they just did fourteen point one this past Friday, and it was the ten minute AMRAP of uh, thirty double unders and fifteen ground overhead with like seventy five fifty five, so light light, light barbell. And you know, I we were walking into class on Friday afternoon while they were finishing up um, the class before and. You know, people were taking big chunks of time standing around. They, you know, were talking about afterwards, like, oh, I started, I was like, oh, I did all the snatches and broken. And then the next round I did six, five or eight, seven, then I did six, five, four. And that would have been a really, really good workout to watch, to film and watch because it's only 10 minutes and you can go and you can see how long each round took you and you can see where that fell off and you can see where you're most efficient. Um, you know, and things like that, I think are people lose sight of that sometimes um but that would have been the perfect workout to film and figure out and start understanding pacing and start understanding why you know from the get-go you should break up your snatches six five four and not go unbroken the first set and then the last set you're doing sets of three with a lot of rest in between things like that so maybe another concrete example is like the open i forget the number but of the 25 total bar 50 double under squats yeah squat clean clean yeah Squat clean. Did it. I did it the first time, and this gets this will this will be a nice segue into redoing workouts. Maybe mm-hmm. first time I did it is the infamous that we mentioned the fifteen yeah. toe to bar. Start out with fifteen, did like eight. Sat, you know, like just came off the first twenty five toe to bar, feeling like somebody had punched me in the stomach like several times, <laughs> which really affects everything else. I then redid that workout. I got into the double unders again, so I got through the one thirty five bar, yeah, and back to the double unders. I redid the workout on Monday said steve i'm not doing it again i'm not doing it again and uh, i did all singles on the toe bar mm-hmm. and got like four reps three reps of the 185 bar and it was like twenty thousand something spots yeah <laughs> yeah i was doing singles on the toe bar yep. so that's like pacing well and i think that's this group probably falls into it too and we've had the conversation with some of our athletes 
um, at Blue City is that what you do in class may not necessarily be what you do in the open because your goal in the open is to do the best you possibly can do. And so, you know, in class you're like, oh, I string sets of five toe to bar together, but like how much rest are you take in between? How is that going to affect the next thing you do in the workout? And, you know, so a big one that like we, I mean, really, unless you are doing ma- big sets of butterfly chest to bar pull-ups, like we preach for everyone to do singles, yeah. single chest to bar, drop down, come up, hit the chest fast, back up. Um, it's not, again, it's not sexy, No, but it gets the job done. I mean, Teddy, how does it feel to start? Like, so you did in that workout, you did from the get go, you did singles in the toe to bar? Yeah, the entire time. I mean, really, how does that feel from an ego standpoint? It felt I felt really silly because I was like doing one facing the this wall and then yep. one facing the next wall, right. one facing the next wall, and I felt silly. Right. So I mean, but at the end, twenty thousand spots further. Oh, mm-hmm. when I walked up to the one eighty five bar, I felt way less silly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So so it's just it's just it's things like that. So that level three competitor, I almost think it's almost you know it's mandatory might be a little bit strong, but you know you gotta. I think you have to redo the workout. So you do re, mm-hmm. you do the workout on Thursday, most likely Friday, mm-hmm. and then you rest Saturday, Sunday, or do it late Sunday night if you can get into the gym, or you do it you know again on Monday. Mm-hmm. It's usually the gym will accommodate yeah. you know the, the around open, the open yeah. doing those workouts because again, uh, going back to we said this a, a ton of podcasts ago, but it's like people that when they want to redo a workout, you know. I, I, I know this conversation is going to come up. I can just hear, I can hear it from people. Yeah. They'll come to me and they'll be like, they're like, Oh man, I know I could do better. I'm like, what are you gonna do? It's like, well, I, I just stood around so much. I just need to go faster. It's like, no, no, no. It's like, you just can't go faster. Um, yeah. What are you, if, if you want to redo this workout, what are you going to do differently? And that's where really the, um, the video review and the, and the strategy comes in because you look at your video and you're like all right man i'm really standing around after doing a large set of total yeah what if i did sets of three and told myself i was going to take a deep breath pop back up and do three more take a deep breath pop up and three more so it's like it, it, it could i align that uh i call it the, the teeter-totter you know you mm-hmm. got low on one side and so high on the other would that allow me to kind of even out that teeter-totter and be able to go further or do more reps and a lot of times it can't. I mean, you just give me an example where you 20,000 places on the leaderboard yeah, by going singles on a tota bar. Now, if somebody came in and was like, oh, I'm going to watch Teddy. He's good. And he's like, what the heck is he doing single tota bar? Yeah. But on the lead, you have to think of the end result of what that's going to be. Yeah. And then, we, and then you know, we can go crazy on big sets of toes to bar when class and it comes up in yeah. class, you know, three weeks from now. And we can try to get better at it. I think another good example uh, of this is, 16.1 was that 20 minute AMRAP of um, chest to bar lunges, bar facing burpee lunges. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a light barbell and whatnot. And we went back and watched my video. And I started maybe, let's say I started doing rounds at like a minute 15 or, or maybe a minute 30 around. And by the end, I was doing like 2.30 around because I was just taking so much rest time. And so. We had the strategy when I was going to redo it on Monday that I was going to do every around on two minutes. And so the first round I stood there for like 40 seconds and I'm just like, yeah. 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 And I was just like tapping my toes basically. And then, you know, the second round I, you know, as you get more fatigued and I think it was maybe at 10 minutes, you're like, well, we're going to do the first five rounds maybe on two minutes. And then at 10 minutes, we'll, you know, let you start, just keep going. Um, But I think I improved by like 50 reps. Like it was something ridiculous. And I stood around for like big chunks of the workout. But we went back and we watched and we could see where I was fading. 
and we could see what it was going to be a good time per round and that was like what did the trick so yeah, yeah. so it's i think that uh the pa- the pacing comes in because it usually that's what happens is that the result of the second go around after watching a video is better pacing because mm-hmm. you, you we have a strategy it's unproven you know, we, uh, they just gave us a workout 24 hours earlier. Mm-hmm. We don't really have much data to go on except a couple of, you know, talking heads like like us on a podcast saying, <laughs> yeah. oh, do it this way. But, you know, yep. everybody's got a different athletic ability and background and and, um, and workout level. So it's like, you know, we, we do that and then we think, wow, you know, th- some things worked really well in that workout. Some things did not go so well. So uh, let's let's see if we can you turn those knobs a little bit and adjust it mm-hmm. um, and see if we can get a little bit better. And I think what happens is, it usually comes down to that free speed that, that Teddy just said in the pacing. It's like, you know, Shout if I can, Sarah. yeah, Sarah, <laughs> I can, I can slow down in certain areas to speed up in others, or I, it allow me to, to kind of move some pieces around to, to put that together a little bit more efficiently. Shall we get into the next level? Yeah. Uh, open springboard is what you have written down. <laughs> that, that, that was that, that came out of thin working title. <laughs> working title. Working title. Or the open springboarder, or like level three plus. Um, and I, this one is, you know, for a for a, a select group of folks that have been in that open competitor strategy, yeah, you know, that level for a long period of time. So they have done workouts. So like I, when a, quick note, I think it's like an aspirational level too. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it doesn't just apply to a no. short amount of people. Yeah. No, but and this is how this is how they, but I think they have to have a little bit of, of a database, like I, I think a physical database, but a mental database of how they work in certain environments. Like you know, so let's uh, let's just use Taylor as an example. So, so so let's say a new workout comes out. You know, let's, I'm going to assume that the three workouts or three or four that come out in the open, you know, probably two of them are going to be new, right? So there's going to be something mm-hmm. we haven't done before. But how many movements do we really? I was going to try to make a Dave. <laughs> yeah, we can do a, a tribute so yeah. what he's yeah. done but you know we you know let's say you know how many times can you hook cleans up with tota bar or double unders or you know it's like snatches mm-hmm. or clean, different things that are out there so she can go back in her database of videos or like her mental database of how she felt during a big row a quick 20 calorie row or you know cycling a barbell really fast or big sets of gymnastics or and she can physically look at a video and be like well i did this workout was similar and this is how i broke that down so she almost has that data point to go back and go off of so what i think that that the ideal level that we're talking about right now probably only does that workout once yeah so they come in they have a they have a game um, because they're confident in the top 10 percent yeah. Yeah, well, that, two things. One, you know, they're they're we're working through the open, and we're wanting to peak a little further, maybe in individual quarterfinals or semifinals. You yep. know, check back, mm-hmm. you know, a couple podcasts ago about you know the, about the different levels that we that we were talking about. Um, Podcast number. I don't, yep. remember. <laughs> don't, don't remember what that was. James, we need James here. Yeah, that's, where, <laughs> that's where we are. Uh, Research. We need, we need our staff in there. If not, they have to show up. <laughs> They're um, still in stinking Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, they, they come in almost a little better prepared because of where they've been. They're, they've been battle tested a little bit more. So I think that, you know, it's, no, it's nothing against the CrossFit competitor right below them. That's how they, that's how they get there. They continue to load that mental and physical database with with those strategies so that they know when that when a, when a new workout comes out they're a little bit better prepared and this this th- you know 3.5 or 4 per, 4 um step level here of the springboarder 
they're really just going to they're going to step out into that floor hit it with all they can and then literally go back into training saturday sunday monday and, mm-hmm. and focus on the next week because they're gonna they're gonna really put their efforts into making individual quarterfinals the cat's in the sink <laughs> i love That's, it not uncommon uh, um does that give you confidence how does that give you confidence the database is that not you know what i mean like uh maybe not. Um, you don't look like you know what i mean i think from a standpoint of i have done so many qualifiers over the years that um a i have a lot of videos of them on my youtube channel but um also subscribe. yeah go and subscribe uh also i just understand like where i'm at and what i can do and i think the only reason that I would really at, at this point where you have this quarterfinal stage, um, you know, if you're qualifying straight from the open into regionals or semifinals, it'd be a little bit different. But the fact that you have this quarterfinal stage, like I know I can be top 10% in the world. Yeah. Um, I know uh, that no matter what effort I give on the workouts, I will be there. So, but if I walk away from a workout and I'm extremely, if I had a major error, I would, you know, or I wasn't able to hit that lift or whatever, you know, I might go back and redo it. But for the most part, it's at this point, it's just like, just stick to your guns and understand your ability. And, you know, for me, it's more important to train and continue to try to peak later in the season. And the open for me is not where I need to peak. Yeah. We're getting Teddy to that individual quarterfinal level too, right? That's the the goal goal for 2020. 22 it's the goal for every year until it happens (laughs) um but i was just maybe saying like uh personally like when you had me do those eight toe to bar in a 20 minute Mm imam like just knowing that that's in the bag gives me more confidence like the next time instead of just being like i guess i'll try to hit five or something and just knowing that is so it's like you're expending less mental energy a in the prep and b maybe like during like there's less doubt during it yeah and that's i think you know like I take for last year, we had that the last workout was um, the three rounds of front squats, gymnastics movement, thrusters, and you had a minute rest in between. And the first movement was a toe to bar, second movement was chest to bar, third movement was bar muscle ups. And you know, Matt and I bounced ideas off each other for a while. Like, hey, I think I should do. You know, it's like, well, I can do thirty unbroken, but I shouldn't do that because that's going to affect my bar muscle ups. And they're like, hmm maybe I should do three sets, you know, cause I'm like thinking down the line, but I've, I've played with those numbers so often and I'm such an analytical person anyways that I kind of know like where I need to be and things like that. So what's going to set me up for success? Because that workout for me was a bar muscle up workout. Yeah. Like the only thing that mattered was me getting to the bar muscle ups and moving through those quickly and having, you know, that it's just a different focus where some people's goal was to just get to the bar muscle ups. Mine was to get to them as fast as I possibly could. That's a good example of a thing. A thing, excuse me. That's a good example of a thing. Maxwell Hodge calls like your limiters or mm-hmm. like a workouts bottleneck is another way he says it. Like yeah. what's the workout for you? So to get to the bar muscle ups and it is a bar muscle up workout are like mm-hmm. two different things. Yeah. And so, um, is it fair to say like, or maybe walk me through, because this is a big skill to have for this this level mm-hmm. of a competitor is understanding what the bottleneck is and strategizing around it maybe of the workout. So like you said, this is a bar muscle up workout. So you're you're yeah. Yes, I mean, you just correct. yeah. So you just said it. So like so, yeah. how does how do you what's that look like? I mean, you just gave a good example of the, like the chest bar, but there's looking at a workout. You're like, okay, this is the 
this is the crux of it because I'm mm-hmm. not good at like mine would be mine is always going to be like maybe not always but like hands either like burpee box jump overs or handstand pushups would mm-hmm. be like mine like where I have to plan everything around it yeah and I think that just comes with time and experience on the like competition floor because if I was doing this in maybe like 2015 2016 i would not have thought that far in advance you know and i would have been like oh i can do these big sets of chest bar i should you know but i think the older like the further you get into the sport and the more experience just like personal experience you have in it if you like want to continue to be successful in the sport you have to understand those limiting factors and so honestly that workout when i did it the first two rounds of it were not hard Mm -hmm. like they just weren't because i broke up the sets into smaller sets than i like would normally do um and then like but when i got about like nine reps into the bar muscle ups i was like yep this work here here we go, here we go. Here we go. and that was kind of that that place where you're like that's when i knew i was like i strategized well from the beginning because if i would have done bigger sets who knows i might have been like the first bar muscle up, i would have been like oh shit you know yeah um so i just think it's like a time but it's, it's something to be working towards yes yep. i mean it's that's exactly what we're talking about is um the limiters and knowing what yours are. And then you just, you asked her, but I, I agree with it. It's, it comes with time, but it's time tested. Yeah. Um, you have to do those and it, it happens every single workout and people may not put that mentality to it. I just looked up while you were talking, I looked up, I just wanted to look up a workout that I did last week. Cause you can do exactly what you're just asking her with any workout. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, last week, um, bunch of guys were at the gym so we did this every three minutes we ran a 400 and came back in and did max effort of something until that three minute work yeah frame was up you you so it was not a running workout Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it's like you look at that oh my god yeah what's the first thing you look at and we did it you know um, i don't know how many times that is it's too many times to count but it ended up being like i think like two two miles of running yeah whatever a mile and a half or two miles running you were thinking oh my gosh it's a lot of running That was, believe me, that was the best part of the workout because you came in and had to do like max cleans, max snatches, max Mm -hmm. rope Rope climbs. I mean, I was like wheezing on, I've never, I haven't wheezed on a rope climb in a long time. So it was like that. So that was the workout. Mm -hmm. So when you kind of look at that, you, I, I think, well, I could probably slow down my run a little bit to get a little bit better on my on my rope climbs or like, or like, Hey, that wasn't that would the run wasn't hard for me. So I could like, you know, I could use a strategy like a Connor who was in front of me, who was like sprinting the runs. Cause it wasn't, you know, cause he's a little bit more on that, but then he wanted to spend a little bit more time resting before he went up on a rope climb. So mm-hmm. it was different. You know, everybody's worked a little differently in that environment. So they know what they can and can't do. So, and that comes with knowing what your own limiters are and it, it, it can only really be, you know, you can only get that uh, that conclusion from the hypothesis by going through it and, and, and working it out. Video and testing, yep. mm-hmm. doing all that. And like, I mean, that was even a good one too because you did two rounds of each movement. So you could almost test one strategy. If you didn't feel successful, you yep. could do a different one the next round. So, yeah. And, and I did. So I, I came yeah. back in and I, um, what I, did a little rest before I picked the barbell the first time. Mm-hmm. And this time I came in and I wanted to get like two or three reps out of the way. And then you're kind of into that movement. Yeah. So you just, it's easier to keep moving. So, and I got more on the, on the second round. So like maybe an example of this too would be like for an intermediate athlete rope climbs, but for an, um, semifinals plus athlete or even quarterfinals, like legless rope climbs, like those are usually in the workout going to be a, like you kind of have to mm-hmm. structure the workout around 
not yeah. missing those yeah this is another example i think so but if we're talking specifically open you're not going to see a rope right, climb or right. a legless rope climb in the open right. so that's a little different but yeah i mean that was last year going into semifinals we had that workout that was uh for me three two one legless rope climbs with thrust 21 59 thrusters in between when everyone's yelling at you like get up the rope get yeah up the rope, and i knew like yes yeah, he's back there yeah. yelling at me to get up the rope but i i tested that so many times prior to that i knew kind of exactly what rest i needed to take to be successful um and you know like that's definitely that's a bottleneck because we got a little bit we were a little behind some of the other teams and then their girls were like flying up the legless rope climb and i passed a bunch of them you know just because they didn't understand their abilities or what's different when your adrenaline's going and how you feel and all that kind of stuff even like something as simple as um for there's different levels to this but for an open athlete the wall walks we did three minutes of wall walks friday Mm -hmm. like i could have gone out and done seven wall walks as fast as i possibly could have and uh, like not gotten as good of a score as like i because i like went to the ground and like looked up at the clock and we'll be like all right like i need to take i need to take five seconds because like after the i did first i did the first like four or five this is probably a mistake too i did five in a row Mm -hmm. i guess fast i could i'm like okay right like yellow (laughs) yellow light (laughs) but you've been doing every week you've been doing wall walks right yeah so i did want to test it and i did so you've been so you know what was your success story about it um oh, thanks matt set to me up uh i was doing a like an online winners coming training think tank competition and they had five minutes of wall walks matt was judging me and i got 12 wall walks in five minutes of time mm-hmm. this was three wall walk three minutes of wall walks and i almost matched it getting 10 wall walks with two close snow reps yeah so, so like really you're the same score almost. basically yeah. But yeah, two minutes less of work. work. Yep. Two. So. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's a huge. Your judge is being a jerk, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he was right. Yeah. He was, I mean, I felt it both times. I'm like, oh no! I looked up at him. He's like, but no. still, same amount of att- <laughs> if you count that as attempts. I mean, it's like that's twelve in three minutes. That's two full minutes of of you know, just kind of knowing your pacing and yeah. knowing when yeah. to go and slowing it down. Because um, you know you if you're you blow out on something like that, it's going to take you so much more time to recover. It's, yeah. That's what happens with rope climbs. Yep. So it happens with just a bar. You do yep. too much. I mean, once they kind of go, they're gone. It's going to take, well, it's going to, it takes a couple minutes, handstand pushups. It takes yeah. a couple minutes to come back and you don't have a couple minutes to rest mm-hmm. um, in a workout like that. You got to keep trying to repeat it and you're just continuing to beat those muscles. So um, it's almost like to kind of um, round things out here. Um, like, what I'm hearing is I think like a lot of people are going to be um, that are at this open springboard level trying to get to quarterfinals, semifinals, the games, be on a team, whatnot, are you almost have to say like you are probably working pretty hard or hard enough on the physical fitness activity, like mm-hmm. activities. And a lot of what we're talking about is getting smarter, more strategy mm-hmm. or just intentional about the work that you're doing. Yeah, and I agree. I think, like we've said this before, at a certain point, like your fitness will continue to improve, yes, but where you can make bigger gains is your mental ability, where you understand yourself as an athlete and continue to push those boundaries. And even, like we've said, slow things down, take the rest, do shorter sets, all that kind of stuff, which it's sometimes hard and it's not as flashy and it's not as exciting. 
Um, but that's where your bread and butter is going to be made. And it identifies what to work on too, right? Yeah. Like in the sense of like, I can only do four toes to bar on 20 minute work. Yes. I need to push that up to five. Six, yes. Seven. Yep. Well, and then where the brass tax is, is actually writing, you know, coming up with, with the plan. So we're going to help people in our gym with this, but it's actually, they're going to write down, write down a plan. So, you know, help me with this, but you know, like let's say one of your workouts, so we'll, we'll, we've done this in the past where we've videoed it, mm-hmm. we've done it. We go back and we sit down and we say, okay, it took you 12 minutes to do this. Um, if we slow down on the double unders and we take maybe a little bit more time on that, will that allow us more time to get more reps on the second movement and, and how that will you know, kind of come to fruition on getting whatever that may be, complete the workout faster or complete that workload in a, in a less amount of time? Or is that the same thing? That's the same thing, <laughs> but, um, but, or, you know, may, maybe do more reps or uh, complete that whole thing in, in a, in a shorter period of time. It's actually literally we're, we're calculating each mm-hmm. movement. So it took you, you know, each time you transitioned, you took, um, uh, you know, 2.5 seconds. So less transitions equals this amount of time. So it's like, it's, and it doesn't really, I guess it really doesn't need to, to be, uh, you know, really bare bone or sorry, mm-hmm. talking specifically about a, a workout in this, in the, for this context, but it's like that time will equal like free speed in your, in your pocket at some point. So, that, and then the people that want to get to that springboard level are going to have to understand yeah. where to kind of pull the trigger, where to kind of let, let, let go and, and let it fly. So it's just, you know, it's think, little things like that are where they're going to have to be aware of and actually start to work with. Yeah. And I think it's like too, when you say like double unders and doing things specifically, um, that makes me think of that 20 minute AMRAP of four thrusters, eight toe to bar, or six total bar and 24 double unders. Um, and that workout for me was when we went back and watched, I was resting before I started my double unders. Well, 24 double unders isn't that many mm-hmm. and it's a relatively quick set. So it was like, get straight off the total bar, do your double unders, rest before you do the then thrusters. You can rest, yeah. And so, like, things like that were, because I was resting anyways after the double unders before I picked whatever it was. You know yeah. what I mean? You, you rested two times and you, and yes. you cut out, we cut, we cut out, out one, one rest. of the rests, maybe added a little bit of time to the rest. Just yes. instead of resting for three seconds before and two after you take away those three seconds before and you, you add one four, second yeah, yeah, it, 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 it actually it helps. It helps you push that bar a little bit further. So, you know, and, you know, we don't have to beat that to death, but it's like, you know, that's, that's the level that somebody, that, uh, somebody needs to push kind of their, their own, you mm-hmm. know, personal, personal achievements with uh, with you know being like I got as that that springboard mm-hmm. to get them to that next level of uh, individual qualifiers because it's going to get that much more of a pool and they're mm-hmm. going to have to be that much tighter with you know their time frames and, and amount of reps they're going to be doing in that level too so it's a uh, you it's know an it's, adventure it is I mean and it, 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 <laughs> again, it's 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 a commitment and it takes time and it takes a strategy you just can't throw something at the wall to see if it sticks at that level I mean I think that's right below us. Um, you know, on the, um, the really that kind of competitor participant level. And, you know, there, you know, there's a lot of people that are going to be okay with that. And even below that, that, like that said, that, that kind of open aware, you know, they don't, you know, they're not necessarily concerned about that and that's completely okay. But yeah, this is think, just an invitation. The things yeah. change, you know, things do change as you get a little bit more serious. Cause you, you get people that come up and say, listen, you know, I'm struggling. Um, you know, I want to do that and I want to do better. Or I want to do this. And it's like, that's, you know, there's going to be some, some commitment and some, 
um, you know, participation on your part that's gonna that's gonna have to help uh, help you get to that next level. So. Yep. Agreed. All right. Well, I think this kind of wraps up our Good open job. levels of the open. Uh, we'll have more coming up. Any questions? You know, hit us up. Yeah. Happy to happy to answer them. Hit us up on Instagram. All, All right, right. Thank you. Bye.